Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Just Happy to Be Here podcast. It's me, Tanner. And as always, I am just happy to be here. Today is Thursday, July 15th, 2021. Tomorrow is Friday, July 16th, 2021, the day that Space Jam 2 is released into the world. Like we mentioned on last week's episode, Taylor is out for today, but have no fear. My good, good friend, Ted Daring is here. Ted is a husband, pastor, author, Houston Astros baseball fan and friend. Theodore, welcome to the podcast. And it's good to be back. Good to be back. Now, Ted, we have to let people know this is kind of like a crossover episode. Yeah. Because this is essentially uh, Ted and Tanner do a podcast. Yes. Which is Just... still very, very much a real podcast, but yeah. not... It's not on hiatus, which is the story of that podcast. Exactly. Now, what I was thinking about earlier, I was like, well, how can we make this make sense for others who are listening? They already understand it. It's us talking and doing a podcast under the just happy to be here name. But Blink-182, one of my favorite bands growing up, there's three guys, Mark, Tom, and Travis, Mm -hmm. right? Now, Tom left Blink-182, but Blink-182 still making music. They brought somebody in to replace him. But it's not Blink-182 anymore. It's just basically plus 44. And yep. for all of my high school emo friends out there, I know that makes sense for them. And for a lot of people listening to this podcast, it doesn't make any sense at all. However, I'm on this podcast and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> however, this is the Just Happy to Be Here podcast with Ted Daring today. And I'm glad you're here. I miss talking I'm to you a little bit. happy to be here. That's exact. That's exactly what that's what the podcast is called. Boom. Now it's been a little bit since we've gotten to record an episode for Ted and Tanner do a podcast, but I think we need to clear the rumors. Ted, will you let people know that that podcast is not dead? It's just resting. Not only is that podcast not dead, but as a beautiful caterpillar enters a cocoon, so too has Ted and Tanner rested so as to change into something new and better coming soon. I don't want to spoil We're not going to spoil anything. No spoilers. This is not a spoilers podcast. There is more to come. I thought we were talking about Loki just the entire time, but I'm glad you brought Loki up. I've only watched the first three episodes and then we basically moved to Michigan. And so I am waiting until the summer is over until Sarah and I can sit down together and just binge the rest of it. However, good luck. I hear it's really good. It, it was really good. It was very good. Here it's really good. Speaking yeah. of things that are really good. Yep. Today is July 15th. And as you yeah. guys know, there's a couple of things they get celebrated Some would every, say. every July 15th. Now, Ted, I'm going to run through these four things and then we're going to walk back through them and have to Hit run through a couple of them because they're pretty terrible. Today, the world is celebrating that it's National Give Something Away Day. It is National I Love Horses Day. National Pet Fire Safety Day and National Gummy Worm Day. Ted, what what is this? What listen, the Council on Giving Horses Fire and Gummy Worms, they all sat down. They said, listen, we're not sure we're quite big enough to spread out over days. What if we teamed up? July 15th. So, so now what happens is if you give something away, you can ride a horse to the local fire department with your pet 
or they'll give you a bag of flaming gummy worms to remind you about safety. We're recording this over Zoom, and I just watched your face put all of that together into a sentence, and it makes sense. It does, it does. make sense. It's, now, you know, I wonder, the National I Love Horses Day, is there also just like National Horse Day? There's actually National I Hate Horses Day. So this, <sighs> I Love Horses was in response to the haters. Are you afraid so, of horses? Because I think I'm a little afraid of horses. You know, I've, I've ridden horses before. They are. Um I think riding horses scares me more than like hanging out with a horse, you know, like mm. one-on-one yeah, eye to eye, uh, being oh, on a horse. No, you don't look a horse in the like, eyes. Looks That's so much fun in like Westerns and Lord of the Rings. And then you realize this is like, if my car had a brain, yep. which we're not far away from, Antique. but yep. you know, it's, uh, I've been thrown from a horse. Not a lot of fun. It doesn't sound like fun at all. The last no. time I read, or I rode a horse, I was in North Dakota. I was speaking at a camp and the kids were mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to come ride horses with us? And I said, no, I don't. But then they kept begging. And so then I eventually said yes. So I walked them out to the ranch or wherever we were. And the leader was like, you can ride Opal. Opal the horse. And so I said, okay. And so I got on Opal after a couple of tries and we're riding and my horse decides to either slow way down, run ahead or leave the group. And then at the very end, they were like, I was like, why was it so much trouble? And they were like, oh, well, Opal's very defiant. And we just gave them to you to see, gave her to you to see what you would do with her. And I thought that wasn't a very nice thing to do. That's but, rude. But it was funny, That's I guess. Rude. But also the, the horse's name was Opal. So whatever. What were and you I'm expecting? Conf- what were you expecting? I'm confused by National Pet Fire Safety Day. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, sit pancake down and be like, here's the plan? Like, if there's a fire, no, no, no. this is where it's, we're going to go? It's for pets who are pyros. Oh, it's it's oh. national. It's to be aware if your pet is setting fires. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. But, so you know, honestly, if I'm celebrating anything today, I'm celebrating Gummy Worm Day. I, I am agree. great at doing a couple of things, and one of those things is eating gummy now, worms. Here's my thing with gummy worms. You hand me regular gummy worms, they're candy. Of course I'm going to eat them, right? Yeah. But if I have choices, I definitely want, like, sour-coated gummy worms. Yeah. Like, it's like regular gummy worms, eh, fine, they're they're gummies. I'm not I mean, upset. You coat, you coat anything with that sour powder, immediately takes it up. Immediately. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you. I mean, some would say more. sour gummy worms plus Space Jam Unlimited, whatever the new Space Jam's name is. <laughs> A new legacy, great. thank you. Um, I'm glad you brought up Space Jam again for me. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous that it's, it's, but you know, here's the thing. Did you ever see Dumb and Dumber, the original? Yes. Did you see Dumb and Dumber, the second one? No. Okay. I did. It doesn't ruin the first movie. So Space Jam 2, A New Legacy is not going to ruin the original. I don't think there's, there's no way that Space Jam 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo is going to, um, ruin the original Space Jam. The original Space Jam is a 90s, 2000s, like that kind of era of movie making gem, right? It is that kids movie that is like 
It's just a gym. You can't ruin it. Listen, yeah. someone could come up to me and say, listen, Space Jam is by every measure a horrible movie. And I'll be like, great. I was a child when it came out and you're wrong. You're just wrong. Um, it's a movie you know, that does not need to be criticized. It does not. There, no, no critique needs to touch Space Jam because well, it was yeah, made in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. No, well, no movie in the 90s should be criticized. Well, and I just feel like there was this time period of movies that were made because you get Space Jam, you get uh, um, Sandlot. You, you know, you've got these movies that are like, to me, f- it just had a different feel. I, I don't see. Now, I, I'd love to sit down with Gen Z. That should be on one of our podcasts. Sit down with someone from Gen Z and say, hey, what were the movies of like your childhood? Um, and then we'll tell them why they're so bad and wrong. Exactly. Which, um, from what I know about Gen Z, what they want more than anything is to be told that they're wrong and that yeah. those who are older than them are correct. Yeah. Because they haven't heard any of that they love in that. their childhood. As a millennial, I truly enjoyed it. Yeah, so. like what would theirs be? Like the SpongeBob SquarePants movie? I don't know when that came out. Maybe that came out in the 2000s. Anyways, we should do that. But Space, just, Jam, Space Jam to... Uh, more jammy i think will be what it's going to be but it can't ruin the original exactly exactly so you're going to go see it in the theaters i'm assuming uh oh not even close (laughs) i we have hbo max for free because of our phone plan and that is one of those movies i look at and i go this movie is going to be terrible and so I, but I'm open to being surprised because, you know, uh, Space Jam 2, uh, The Wrath of Porky the Pig, I'm just, I'm excited to see uh, what it's going to be. What I'm taking away from this conversation is that you really needed to be in their conversation when they were naming the movie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 100%. I should have been there. Well, let's move away from movies. Space Jam 2, Back to the Jam. Back to the jam. Time to jam again. Uh, yep. What's something that you've read recently, Ted? See, here's here's the problem, Tanner, is you sent me this question. So you knew I was going to have to think about it. And my issue is I want it to be something really cool because I feel like anytime I hear someone ask this question, uh, people who are authors or pastors, they have this really great, like, well, I'm rereading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity or I decided to read Ulysses or, you know, you know, and they're going through this really deep thing. Uh, and I was trying to decide if I was going to lie um, or tell the truth. And Tanner, by golly, uh, I'm going to tell the truth. And what I have been reading lately, the last thing I read was a series called Red Rising. And the reason I started reading it was because of uh, the game night uh, I have with a couple guys around here. We played a deck building game called Red Rising, which is based on a book series. And it is the most nerdy thing I can think of to say I played a deck building game that the characters in the card game so intrigued me. I went to my library and checked out the book. And Tanner, if this book doesn't just tick off all my like not like deep I'm going to read, you know, for like, this is straight like pepperoni pizza. This is junk food comfort, you know, cause it was about 
an uprising. It had elements of like Harry Potter meets Hunger Games meets Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, did I mention it's in space? And so it just ticked off all the boxes. And I read the trilogy, the the core trilogy, in uh, I think six days. So I I think I speak for everybody listening to the podcast when I say you should have lied to us. <laughs> I sh- I should have. Um, just actually what's go the name, back. And, what's the name of What's the name of the game? Go back and delete that. And I uh, I was reading. Um, Nimitz, the uh, autobiography of Nimitz. What's the what was the card game that you guys were playing? It's called Red Rising. Red Rising, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, is I don't know how to follow up that at all. As a professional podcaster, you have me completely stumped. See here now, Terry. <laughs> here as as also a semi professional, an amateur podcaster. No, if you no, will. no. You're not amateur. Let's, you're professional. Let's uh, you're professional. Let's, let's, let's throw this back. Tanner, what did what did you expect me to say? I, you know, I, I was hoping it would have been uh, something else that I could have followed up with. I don't know, maybe like uh, the, you, something about uh, something. But I don't know anything about that. But we've established on our friendship, we have a lot of things in common: sports. Jesus Christ, ever heard of them? Dogs. But mm-hmm. you, and not in a bad way, but you're a nerd. I was, I was about to just pause you to say, uh, dear listeners, Tanner is trying to find the kindest way to tell me I'm a dork. Um, yeah, but in the nicest possible way, you are. And I that's what and you teach me so many things about so many things that I don't well, necessarily Tanner, here's know the thing. You don't about. you don't need to to read these books. I know what these were. This was for the, me. I read this wasn't this wasn't for anyone else. This was for me. I was on vacation. And I thought, hey, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I did it. It was a trilogy in six days. Were these thick yeah. books? Nah, they were, you know. Were there any, were there any pictures in the book? No. Oh, I mean, they were chapter books. They were, I mean, they weren't short, but they weren't long. It wasn't like, you know, you're reading Lord of the Rings or, you know, the Bible. That's a big It book. was, yeah, it is. It was a. Uh, you know, it was, yeah, and it was, some of it was really well done. Some of it was like, eh. but like, I'm a nerd and I'm like, uh, Romans in space. But I think what more could I like, but I want to applaud you for that where it's like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to do this because I, and it's not hurting anybody. It's not like, it's not sinful. It's not terrible. It's just like, you know what? I like this kind of stuff. I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to talk about it on a podcast and I'm basically going to tell everybody yeah. who's listening that, you know, I don't really care what you think. I enjoyed it. And that's that. And that's that. And that's all that's ever going to be. Yeah. Ted, you need to ask me what I've been reading. Tanner, what so have you been talk. reading? I'm glad you asked me. I've been reading this little book called Walking Together, Simple Steps for Discipleship by my good friend, and fellow podcaster, Ted Darren. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Number one, I miss you. Number two, I wanted to talk about this book because it is it's really good. Uh, and it came out a couple months ago? Did it come out in no, June? a month ago in June. Oh. Exactly ah. a month ago. When is what? Oh, June we're in 15th. July right now. Yeah. Oh, happy one month. How does it feel to put out 
this is your second book that you've released. Yeah. So that my, my first book was about millennials in the church. I wrote that with my wife, which was um, both a growing experience in our marriage, but also she really helped me grow um, as an author mm-hmm. and then encouraged me to write this one. Um, and so it's, it's surreal. It's very strange holding something you've written all the words in. And especially this one where they were like, Hey, we want it to be basically a hundred pages longer than the last Mm -hmm. one. Um, I mean, this, this book is thick. Um, and it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not the Bible. No, it's, I still think it's very, it's, it's well, cause I wrote it. It's accessible. Like I, and and I don't say that like, wow, it's like, I'm (laughs) well, and, and this is actually kind of part of my own, journey is like i love people who are like the five-star chefs of christian writing and stuff like that who like um you know if i'm pulling out nt right right i'm gonna sit there for a week digesting a paragraph he's written you know just incredible stuff um c.s lewis is the same way i have some friends who write you know in similar fashions um me i'm like listen we're having barbecue like it's gonna we're going to throw it. Uh, we're going to slow smoke it. We're going to throw it on a paper plate. Uh, there's probably going to be some, uh, you know, some uh, potato salad, uh, but we're just going to hang out. Yeah. And so, and, and for a while, like I kind of regretted, like, why am I not like a fancier author? But what I, I realized want, was like, I want to go deeper. I want these paragraphs to be, I mm-hmm. want you to sit and think and realize that I am smarter than you. Yeah. And that's, that's just, and you just have to lean into the fact that like, yeah, that's not true. Um, but for me, what was, what was exciting about writing this book was saying, um, I think the Christian church kind of swings, well, the American Christian church between like worship mission and discipleship. And like all of a sudden, one of those three things becomes really important and we de-emphasize everything else. Um, and what I wanted to look at was say, well, actually discipleship contains worship and mission in it that discipleship is actually more of a way of life than, um, than just something that you, um, you know, that you do once a week. Yeah. You know, well, let's, so. let's back, let's back up just a little bit. How would you, I mean, this is a super generic question, but like, how would mm-hmm. you define discipleship? Cause the church talks about it a lot. Uh, when we read through the Bible, we see it kind of come up time and time again, but how would you in your own author words define discipleship? Yeah. So, so the way I talked about it, it was, I more defined disciple as opposed to discipleship. Well, yeah, do that. Which was um, a person who trusts the promises of Jesus and seeks to follow him mm. because discipleship to me is life as a Christian. Like, you know, you're doing the dishes, that's discipleship. You're, mm-hmm you know, hanging out with friends, that's discipleship. Um, You're going to church, that's discipleship. Uh, And so the analogy that kind of weaves its way through the whole book is talking about like going on a hike and looking and saying, listen, you have all these things that go into going on a hike. You have a map, you have um, a plan, you have, you know, snacks, whatever. But the, the point is like you go on the hike Sometimes you get lost. Sometimes you fall down. Sometimes, you know, you willingly go the wrong way. Um, And the point is not to say, you know, 
oh, woe is me, you know, it's all falling apart or, or those kinds of things, but it's instead to look and say, uh, um, where's the Lord leading me here? And so for me, a disciple, it's, it's taking, it's trusting, seeking, and following in, in daily life. Hmm. Do you think that we, uh, do you think we overthink discipleship? hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's pretty easy to overthink too. And I mean, you can talk about like, you know, it's probably also easy to overthink friendship in the same way, but it is, you know, kind of like you said in conversations that we've had before and as cliche and as Christianese as it may sound, but it is a lot of it is just doing life together and it's kind of walking forward, right? Like holding the promises of God and, and walking forward together in them. Yeah. And for me, we, we take discipleship and we make it the all-star team. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, to be a disciple, you, you know, here's the checklist you got to get to, and then you can be a disciple. And it's like, no, like, are you a baptized believer? Like you're a disciple. Mm-hmm. You may be, you know, taking too long a break on the trail, but like you're a disciple. Mm-hmm. And um, f- for me, writing this book, some of it came out of having experienced some really great discipleship processes. Um, but looking and saying, these are too complicated. Like they're too um, complex. It's not that it's not hard. Like discipleship is an incredibly hard thing. Um, but it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be creating hoops to jump through. We should be saying, to me, the biggest part of discipleship is slowing down and recognizing what God is doing in your life. Like that's the biggest part of discipleship. You know, trusting is looking and saying, I I need a savior. Mm-hmm. Like that the power for discipleship doesn't come from my willpower. It doesn't come from my want to be better. It says, I, I need someone outside myself. And that actually, instead of looking at discipleship as um, a process we do on our own, it's about saying when I'm not seeking and following, when I'm not in the word, when I'm not, you know, in church, when I'm not um, serving others, a lot of times we turn that back on ourselves and go, I got to do a better job. Yeah. And what I want to say is like, listen, no discipleship. When you recognize those things, I need to go back to the source. Mm -hmm. Like I need to go back and go, Lord, I I didn't do it today. Mm -hmm. And I need forgiveness for that. It's living in that, it's living in that grace, continuing to walk and to move in that love. I think mm-hmm. at least for myself, when I would think about discipleship, it, 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 I wanted it to look and feel more like mentorship, right? Like I, like, that's what I, I think I mixed up those definitions a little bit. Like if I was going to be a disciple, it was like, I'm meeting with somebody. They're knowing mm-hmm. everything about me. They're, they're walking me through this. We're reading books together. And it's like, that feels a little bit more like maybe like a business style mentorship or someone's mm-hmm. raising me up for a future position in, in, in leadership or whatever it is. But with discipleship and, and we keep kind of talking about this is it's like, no, you're just walking. You're just walking together. Right. Yeah. Great, t- great title for a book, but it is simply that it's like, you were just coming alongside of somebody and you're just continuing to move in the direction that you have already been going. Well, and I think that there's from what you're saying, it, it, for me, what, what I realized was 
we have a penchant to create leadership development and call mm-hmm. it discipleship. Leadership development isn't bad. And right. actually, there are a lot of elements that cross over between the two. Mm-hmm. But discipleship is not about leadership. Yeah, you'll have some leadership responsibilities. And I think a good leader is discipled, you know, and is a disciple and is discipling others. But, you know, discipleship is doing the dishes. Discipleship is sitting down and just saying, what's God teaching you in your life right now? With no purpose of saying, so that I can slot you into this place in ministry, right? And that to me is is one of my, is the thing that I struggle with is going like, oh, I disciple someone so then I can use them. And discipleship mm-hmm. is not about commodity. Discipleship is about saying, there were people who helped me follow this path and walk this path. Mm-hmm. And there are people um, behind me that I want to, that I want to help. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, you know, again, leadership can be a part of it. But at the end of the day, the goal is, am I trusting, seeking, and following Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Trusting, seeking, and following. And, you know, as hard as are as those things can be, right, what you've done in this book and what you did a really good job in this book is you kind of gave us something that we can hold and put it into simple language. Again, it's not this like C.S. Lewis over your head, but it's something that just kind of meets you right where you're at and you're able to take those things and, and put them right into your life. So what would you say to like someone who doesn't think that they can disciple another person? Um, get a book. <laughs> no. Um, I, I think it, for me, discipleship starts at trusting, right? I mean, there's a reason we say trust, seek, follow. I think it flows in that direction and then it becomes a cycle. Um, and I think to someone who thinks, well, I can't disciple someone else. Well, it's like, listen, there are people ahead of you in the faith journey. There are people behind you. And some discipling relationships will be years and lifetimes. And some will be one thing you say on a Sunday morning. Right. Like, and that's, that for me is the look is saying, how do I do this? Like, I think that the heaviest thing in the book is hearing. There's a chapter on hearing from God. And, um, you know, in, in our background as Lutherans, um, this isn't true for everyone, but for us, there's this fear of hearing from God because we go, you know, you're going to eat, you know, a bad slice of pizza, go to bed, have a dream, and God's sending you to Siberia, you know? And, yeah. But, but what I'm, when we talk about hearing from God, what I'm saying is like, you're reading scripture. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us that it's God breathed, that it's going to work in your life that it's, you know, sharper than a double-edged sword. And so as you read scripture, it's looking and saying, okay, what's God saying? And specifically, what's God saying to me? Like, you can look and say like, hey, this is what God's saying, but, you know, it speaks specifically into my life. So what's God saying to me? What's Mm -hmm. he calling me to do? And sometimes what he's calling you to do is just stop, right? Is to go, oh, I need grace. I need to, I don't need to do anything. Right. Um. And then there was something, this was really helpful as I was working on the book and working through this is my brother and I, as we talked about it, um, sometimes we can get caught up in like this idea of like destiny or like God dream, you know, those kinds of things. And those aren't necessarily bad. Um, 
but if we get so focused on like, oh, God's given me a destiny. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to be like, listen, you're climbing a mountain. Like yeah. not only are you climbing a mountain, you're through hiking, yeah. right? Like you're going to be up and down and up and down and valleys and mountaintops and all this stuff. So it's, to me, it was like, what's your next step? Just one mm-hmm. step. Mm-hmm. And so in that it, for us, as my brother and I kind of, he graciously workshopped this with me. It was saying, we talk about one step because we trust that the Holy Spirit's going to work and we're going to see him at work. So, you know, if, um, you know, you're reading scripture and you, you get to Thessalonians and, you know, pray without ceasing, um, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks. And you read that and you say, okay, God's telling me, like, I look at my, I, I need to pray. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, your next step could be as small as saying, tomorrow morning, I'm going to pray. Or it could be, you know, three days this week, I'm going to pray for two minutes. And we talk about like make physical plans, not because they're holy or like super spiritual, but because you are a physical person. So make a simple plan and watch what the Lord does with your simple plan. So. I like that. That's good. Yeah. uh, One of the things that uh, I was taught and, and you helped kind of show me this too, is, you know, as we're reading and as we're growing and as we're walking together, it's, you know, asking some really important questions, the hard ones of like, you know, like, what is God saying to you? Like, mm-hmm. as we read scripture, as we pray, and then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. Like what changes are you going to make? Because I mean, there's, there were times, you know, it's like, yes, we, 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 we live by grace and we live in grace, but there's times where it's like, well, we have, I need money to make a change here. Right. right. I need to do this differently or I might need to step up or do the hard mm-hmm. thing. And one of the questions that I really like, um, and, and you mentioned this too, and, and another author, her name's uh, Emily P. Freeman, and she wrote a book and it's basically called What's the Next Right Thing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the next right thing for me? Um, and I think that's a good one. That's a question that I think about a lot, whether spiritually or like physically, like, okay, like what's the next right thing for me to do to be a healthier human being? Yeah. And oftentimes yeah. it's get more sour gummy worms. Like that's usually the Agreed. right answer for Agreed. me. You know, so I, I think so. Asking that question and then coming back to it again and again is good. Uh, but Ted, the book is really good. I want you to know that. And Thanks, I've been man. talking with a couple of people and they've been saying, you know, they, they like it. They, they are enjoying it and they're sharing it, sharing it with people too. So for the listener, awesome. if you're listening for a, a discipleship book uh, in the show notes, you can find a link to Ted's book. Again, the book is called Walking Together, Simple Steps for Discipleship. And even if you're not like working in a church or employed by the church, this is a great book for you and for you to pass on to the people around you. So, And it's it's really built to do in a group. Mm-hmm. Like it's, And that's been a huge blessing is my publisher let me have some early copies to walk with a group. Um through the process and man it's been a huge blessing for me to see to have that group aspect there are questions at the end of every chapter so yeah good i like it no pictures though like so not i'll make sure next you time can't, i got pictures i would me. like a coloring book version of that deal Ted, um, i want to ask you one more question before we close up yeah. the podcast what's something you've recently googled ted lasso quotes oh so good so I, good I'm so excited for the next season. And so if I'm emailing with a millennial lately, um, I've been attaching Ted Lasso quotes um, because, uh, you know, it's just the best. I am, I'm working on a talk 
for, I'm going to be at, at a church slash school at the end of the month talking about teamwork. And I have two Ted Lasso quotes built into my talk. And one of one, the one is uh, be a goldfish. I be love a goldfish. Because the goldfish has that 10 second memory. Be mm-hmm. a goldfish. Move on. Love it. Also, some days I feel like I have a 10 second memory. Anyways, mm-hmm. Ted, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me um, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Theo underscore D. Ooh. And they can probably find you at Future Astros Games. Yeah, Which, it's very true. How how are the Astros doing this year? Oh, they're destroying. They oh, are that, tied yeah. for the, or they're they're close to the top record in the American League. They're doing a great job. Let's go, let's I go. I'm so happy. Bad. I'm so happy for you. I miss I miss learning about there, Major League there Baseball. Aren't many who are. So thank you for being <laughs> happy for me, Tanner. I'm I'm happy because you're happy. Thank and you. And I want to support you in your joy. And in some hey, ways, good that man. is good man. also discipleship. So <laughs> anyways, hey, Ted, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for filling in for Taylor. I look forward to getting back to Ted and Tanner do a podcast. And I know at least two of our friends are excited for that as well. It's true. All right, man. I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Just happy to be here. <laughs>